Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Book of Revelations for yourself. Tribulation. I don't want to be here. Tribulation. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, August 20th, 2014, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. Coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of DoubleWideNetwork.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Helter Skelter. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we just humbly come before your throne this day. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to open the eyes and ears of the hearer to receive that which you have prepared and ordained for this last hour at 11.59 in split seconds just before the return of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for the price that you paid to give us the freedom that we have. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another captivating episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we begin today's broadcast, my friends, I would just like to put you in remembrance of a couple of things. First being that around May or June of this year, just before the start of summer, the Lord God impressed upon my spirit by way of his Holy Spirit that it would begin this summer. And secondly, as recent as the end of this past July, the Lord God as well tuned me there again in by way of his Holy Spirit into the fact that we have now come into a new season. In other words, a new span of God-appointed time. Just to recap, first, it was that it would begin this summer, and then it was that we have entered into a new season, or there again, a span of God-appointed time. For what you say, And I say to you by way of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the only hope and Savior of all mankind, that it is for such a time as this, in the taking of a giant leap toward the time of total and all-out worldwide chaos, which here at the end of time as we know it is being used as one of the major mitigating factors in the bringing in of the new world order and one world system, of which is and will continue to be orchestrated by Satan himself and maintained under the watchful and all-seeing eye, rule and reign of his antichrist and false prophet, whose forces and powers come only by way of the seat of Satan. Moving ahead, At the writing of this piece, the news had just broke yesterday, Tuesday, August 19th, 2014, that ISIS, or ISIL in this case, coming out of Syria, 
had just beheaded a man named James Foley, who was American and a freelance news reporter for the Global Post, an online news publication, who up until yesterday was said to have been kidnapped in Syria back in 2012. An ISIS statement which accompanied the video of Mr. Foley's beheading stated that he was beheaded due to the recent airstrikes carried out by the U.S. on the diabolical and inhumane activities of the group ISIS and ISIL that have, that have been and are still taking place in the north of Iraq. Whereas Obama himself this very morning stated that many women and children are at this very moment being tortured, raped, beheaded, and sold as sex slaves. Remember, my friends, 9-11 is just around the corner. Next on the world stage, we have the ongoing battles between Russia and Ukraine, Gaza and Israel, and the Ebola outbreak, of which recently has claimed lives of more than 1,200 and all of which continue to add to the shakiness of an already fragile world scene. Still yet, there are a couple of other looming threats that for us here in the United States stand to strike a very curious and chilling pose. The first of which is, and has actually been eerily quiet for some time now, is the human deluge of illegals that have been and continue to sweep across our southern borders unchecked. Which at any given moment, my friends, could severely exacerbate an already ginormous humanitarian dilemma. The next daunting and dangerous episode we have playing out on the scene of American soil is that which stands to be a prelude to an internal revolution of which has been brewing in many places for many years, of which the most recent of is that which is being fabricated and acted out in Ferguson, St. Louis, and brings me, my friends, to the reason for today's broadcast being titled Helter Skelter. You may be familiar with this term, helter-skelter, when thinking about how it applies to something that is said to be in disarray or out of order. Or maybe, just maybe, you're of an age that it tends to send a little chill up your spine when you associate it with the Charles Manson Tate-Bianca murders, which took place in the summer, in August to be exact of 1969. And if so, you would be going in the right direction as to just why this broadcast is aptly named Helter Skelter. Because Charles Manson, my friends, is the one who uncannily transformed this phrase, Helter Skelter, into an apocalyptic war. Yes, my friends, As far-fetched as it may seem, you heard me correctly. Manson had what I'm sure was a drug-induced and satanically inspired theory. But nonetheless, it was what it was, and what it was, and I'm sure it still is in his mind, is that one day the black man, as he called the blacks of America, would rise up and slaughter the white man, by way of an internal uprising sparked by a race war. My friends, here's how Manson saw the thing coming to fruition and can be read about in the Wikipedia, where it is stated that Manson said the war, helter-skelter, would start in the summer of 1969. Now, my friends, it didn't start literally in 1969, but I'm not so sure that it didn't start spiritually in the year of Woodstock. In late June of that year, months after he had been frustrated in his efforts to get out an album, which he was musically inclined and thought that he would make an album, he told a male family member, which would be a male 
Manson family member in this case, that helter-skelter was ready to happen. Manson was quoted as saying, Blackie never did anything without Whitey showing him how. He said, it looks like we're going to have to show Blackie how to do it. That statement, my friends, then led to the murders of eight people in the Tate-Bianca murders, including Sharon Tate's unborn child, in August of 1969. Right about now, my friends, you may be saying, Pastor Dana, this doesn't sound very biblical, and you would be right to a certain extent, because I'm not at this moment speaking biblically. I'm speaking secularly, or in other words, from a worldly point of view. I am using this illusion as a contrast to shed light on a situation that's beginning to rear its ugly head as never before, which is the outline of Satan's plan to rule the world, of which has been designed to bring destruction, division, devastation, desolation, and separation, not only to the people of America for the destruction of our, of our nation, but to the world at large through strife, which translates to trouble, conflict, discord, contention, dissension, and friction. For the completion and for the complete, my friends, and utter destruction of all the nations of this present world, as we know it. My friends, as we have many fractions in the here and now, living here at the end of time as we know it upon this earth, who lack the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of God, which can only be obtained by way of a per- being drawn by and wooed, my friends, by God's Holy Spirit into a personal relationship with the one and only Savior of all mankind, whose name is Jesus Christ, who at the same time is the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, and Israel, and all mankind. That is, of all mankind who will love and obey him and his commandments, of which the first is to have a personal relationship with his one and only begotten Son, who there again is Jesus Christ. My friends, believe me when I tell you that Satan and those who follow him are working feverishly and over time to try and take every soul to the lake of fire with them that they possibly can. The word of the Lord God tells us a couple of very timely things, of which the first is found in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, which states, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. And on that note, my friends, we'll be right back after this break. Oh 
to turn your eyes upon Jesus. Time is running out. And with that said, the next thing that the Word of God tells us concerning those who hate him and us here in this last hour can be found in John chapter 15, verses 20 through 27, where Jesus himself says, Remember the word that I have said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, Jesus said, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, Jesus said, they will keep yours also. But all these things, Jesus said, will they do unto you for my name's sake. Because they know not him that sent me which means they don't have an understanding of the one and only true and living God, creator of heaven, earth, Israel, and all mankind, my friends. Verse 22 says, If I, Jesus said, had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak or covering for their sin. He that hateth me, Jesus said, hateth my father also. If I, Jesus said, had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, Jesus said, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law, they hated me without a cause, which at this late date, my friends, not only applies to the stiff-necked Jews who have been so named by God himself, but to the world as a whole in the lateness of the hour in which we now find ourselves living in, here at the end of time as we know it, 
just before the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture of his bride and the approaching time when there will be time no more. Or in other words, just before eternity begins. Verse 26 says, But when the Comforter, which is in reference to the Holy Spirit, my friends, is come, Jesus said, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Continuing on into John chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, we find the words of Jesus to us who are living here at the end of time as we know it just before his imminent return in the rapture, that have, are, and will be encountering those who would prefer to kill us, who are true Bible-believing, spirit-filled, and led Christians. When Jesus says, These things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended, which in other words means, my friends, upset. They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh. Listen, my friends, very closely. These are very important words in this hour that we now find ourselves in. The time cometh, Jesus said, that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father, nor me, Jesus said. That speaks to the hour in which we now find ourselves living in, my friends. And with that said, here's a small slice of just some of what Satan thinks he has in store for those who love and serve the one and only true and living God, whose one and only begotten Son, is as well the only Savior of all mankind, and whose name is Jesus Christ, and can be found in this article titled Ferguson, as in regards to Ferguson, St. Louis, Anonymous Calls for National Day of Rage in response to Mike Brown's shooting. Posted in the International Business Times, dated August 19th, 2014, written by Charles Poladin, of which thusly begins by stating that Anonymous, the hacktivist collective made up of thousands of members all over the world, has announced a national day of rage to protest the response of Ferguson police following the Mike Brown shooting. The protest will take place on Thursday, August 21st, 2014, in 37 cities across the U.S. The article continues by saying that with each passing day, more people around the world are discovering the atrocities that are occurring in Ferguson, Anonymous said in a video announcement released today, which was Tuesday. With the cold-blooded death of Mike Brown and the subsequent violence towards the demonstrators, we, not only as members of Anonymous, but members of humanity, have grown restless for change and justice. Anonymous initially initially inserted itself, as they so many times do, into the Ferguson conflict several days after the shooting by demanding that the local police identify the police officer who shot Brown. The collective later released the name of an individual they claimed was responsible for the shooting, but that information proved to be incorrect. Police eventually revealed the shooter was Officer Darren Wilson, age 28. Gabrielle Coleman, an anthropologist, who has studied Anonymous, said members debated whether or not to release the name of the person they identified. After several cyber attacks briefly shutting down the St. Louis County Police Department, at the Anon message on Twitter, 
was suspended by Twitter. The article ends by stating that Anonymous's day of rage is aimed at raising awareness about police brutality, police brutality in Ferguson and beyond. My friends, let's go back for just a moment to what Charles Manson said. And, my friends, I don't have them in front of me, but there are a few prophecies from the Lord God that do say that there is an uprising that will begin in the center of this country, and it will move outward. My friends, with this day of rage, it presents a possible problem that most Americans may not be aware of, and that is of the fact that the powers that be in high and dark and wicked places are chiding Americans to become as low life as the rest of the world who begin an internal revolution, which amounts to a civil war in America if we do not watch what is taking place. My friends... Just so you're aware, I will list the names of the cities Anonymous has slated for the protest. I do not list them here for you to become part of this movement, but rather for you to watch and pray. For it is through these types of activities and the types of activities that are created to precipitate them that will one day soon and very soon bring unrest to American soil such as has never been seen in the modern history of this nation. Now, for the list of the names of the cities that are said to be slated to participate in Anonymous's national or nationwide day of rage, which is set to take place tomorrow, Thursday, August 21st, 2014, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and 4 p.m. Pacific Time, of which at the head of the list is none other than Phoenix, Arizona. And, Lexi, Tucson, Arizona. Little Rock, Arkansas. San Francisco, California. Oakland, California, Los Angeles, California, Denver, Colorado, Washington, D.C., outside of the White House at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Atlanta, Georgia, Tampa, Florida, Orlando, Florida, Miami, Florida, Chicago, Illinois, Des Moines, Iowa, New Orleans, Louisiana, Baltimore, Maryland, Boston, Massachusetts, Detroit, Michigan, Lansing, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Minneapolis, St. Paul, or Minneapolis, not St. Paul, but Minnesota, St. Louis, under the Gateway Arch, and and St. Louis proper, Missouri, Carson City, Nevada, Manhattan, New York, Newark, New Jersey, Durham, North Carolina, Columbia, or Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, Portland, Oregon, Philadelphia, PA, Pittsburgh, PA, Nashville, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Salt Lake City, Utah, Seattle, Washington, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Anonymous concludes this list by stating that if your city is not listed, make a Facebook event for it now. Signed, We Are Anonymous, Justice Against Police Brutality. My friends, this is not my first time reporting on the activities of Anonymous or their quest for a utopia which translates to a community or society possessing highly desirable or nearly perfect qualities. 
of which I might add will never be found in this present place called Earth. Folks, since the beginning of time, especially since the time of the Tower of Babel, man has been duped by Satan into believing that he can rise above the one and only true and living God, but in reality is only on a collision course that will ultimately lead, in the end of all things, to that man losing his very soul to the flames of the lake of fire for all eternity. This morning, as I place the fin- excuse me finishing touches on this broadcast, the Lord had a friend of whom he, the Lord is, has to work in a similar prophetic realm as he, the Lord, has me work in, to call me to share and discuss a vision that he had in church back on Sunday, August 3rd, of which some people who know me know I'm always looking for something to happen on August 3rd of any given year. Back on August 3rd, Sunday, he was given a vision in church by the Lord and wanted to share it with me. And it entailed the soon coming of some type of global devastation and destruction of which through it all depicted a person standing upon the rubble of this soon-coming event, praising the Lord God. In the vision, my friend was alerted to the fact that there is soon to come a shaking in the earth and was given the impression that it could come as soon as and before the end of this year, called 2014. My friends, need I remind you once again that 9-11 is just 22 short days from now, and that ISIS and other dissident and splinter groups would love nothing more than to see death and devastation come to this land called America With all the warnings that we are being given day in and day out, there is no reason why we should not be ready, watching, and waiting for the soon coming of the Lord and only Savior of the world, who is Jesus Christ, my friends. Yet, there are many who are not ready and whose souls will forever be lost when the wicked hand of death And destruction snatches them out of this present world without a moment's notice. My friends, each week I bring to you the cutting edge of what the Lord God is saying in the here and now, not by my own means, but by way of the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, of which is meant to prepare us all for what lies just over the horizon and is soon and very soon to appear. My question to you and for you today is will you be able to stand in the days of evil that are slated for this world and are about to be revealed? My friends, I just not. Will you be able to stand when faced with famine, devastation, death, and destruction such as has never been seen in this present world since its beginning, nor at its passing shall ever be seen again. The Lord God tells us that today is the day of salvation or the day to make the way of our escape through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, which implies that tomorrow for us may never come. So we need to be ready, watching, and praying daily at the gates of the kingdom of God. So when Jesus Christ returns in the twinkling of an eye, we will be ready to meet him in the air, and so shall we ever be with him, my friends, who are ready. Because if we are not ready at his coming in the rapture, we will have nothing more to look forward to than the onslaught of the tyrannical open rule and reign of the Antichrist, his false prophet, 
and the simultaneous outpouring of the full measure of the wrath of God, as outlined in the book of Revelation. So, my friends, we need to be sure that when the Lord Jesus appears, that we will have lived a life as becoming of a true Bible-believing, spirit-filled, and led Christian. For the Lord Jesus himself says in the Word of God, beginning at Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 29, that we are to enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, Jesus said, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, or the method, my friends, which leadeth unto life, Jesus said, and few there be that find it. Jesus continues in verse 15 by saying, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire, the Lord Jesus Christ says, which is a reference, a veiled reference, to the lake of fire, my friends, as this being a metaphor of the life of a man. Wherefore, by their fruits, Jesus said, ye shall know them. Jesus said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me, Jesus said in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils? which all that, my friends, is allowed and, and uh, done by the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. But, my friends, if you've done it with a hollow heart and become a castaway yourself, the end of it is that you will be rejected from the Lord God. Jesus said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then Jesus said, I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Beginning in verse 24, Jesus says, therefore, and what do I say about therefore? When you see therefore, see what it's there for. Jesus said, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I, Jesus said, will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And in the Bible, my friends, the rock is Jesus Christ. And the rain descended, Jesus said, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, Jesus said, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. This portion, my friends, of Scripture ends by stating that it came to pass when Jesus ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine or his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority which is the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, my friends, in this case, and not as the scribes who taught out of their own minds and hearts instead of through the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. My friends, in John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, Jesus says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, who is he? 
he's Jesus Christ, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is Jesus Christ, might be saved. It says might be saved because it's your free will to make that decision as to where you will spend your eternity, my friends. Verse 18 says, he that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Why, my friends? The word tells us, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. What is the name of the only begotten Son of God, my friends? His name is Jesus. He is the Christ, the anointed and pointed one of God to bring eternal life to those who obey him and love him. In John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, this same Jesus makes us who love and obey his heavenly Father's commandments, who is God, this promise, which is, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, Jesus said. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, Jesus said, would have told you. I, Jesus said, go to prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, Jesus said, there ye may be also. And whether I go, Jesus said, ye know. And the way, or the method, my friends, way means method, ye know. Jesus said, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way or the method? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the method, Jesus said. I am the truth and the life, which is in regards to eternal life, my friends. Jesus said, no man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus as well gives us an invitation found in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, which I will bring to you as soon as we go to the phone. And good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello, Pastor Tom. How are you? I'm doing wonderful and just sitting here enjoying the preaching. I mean, this is awesome. And, you know, I, I... just sitting here listening, saying, you know, I just pray that people realize how close things are right now, because I don't think they do. They don't. And that is so scary to think that so many people are in the world right now, wandering around like uh, the old adage, dead men walking, Mm -hmm. because they don't know that the life is sitting right there just for the taking. All you have to do is ask for it. And it's so sad to see that happening. And, and you're talking about the, the things that are happening uh, in the United States and how we in ourselves are being egged on to become the third world countries. Yes. And, and protesting and everything else. And, you know, we're seeing everything happening that we've looked at other countries and said, oh, how stupid. Why would they do something like that? We're about yet, to fall into line with it. Exactly. But you know something? It is a plan. It is. And, and it's not our plan. Nope. It's not their plan, it's Satan's plan to take control and to move things according to what he has planned. But, you know, the great thing is, is God has a better plan. And and God's plan is eternal. It's from uh, eternity past. God looked into the future and saw what would be happening and what is yet to happen, Mm -hmm. and he gave us a way out through the blood of Jesus. And, you know, it is true that all we have to do is ask for the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins, and we will have eternal life. But, Mm. and it is a big but, we must live a life day to day as becoming of a true Bible-believing, spirit-filled, and led Christian, because without it, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. It will not happen, because 
anyone who thinks for a moment that you can just call upon the name of the Lord and that he's going to go along with every filthy and disgusting thing that you do in your life, it's not going to happen. You have to ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins, then you must live a life that is becoming of a Christian, which is outlined in the Word of God. Amen. And, you know, it's a walk. It's, it's a way it's of It's a walking. daily walk. It is. And, and the forgiveness, you ask for it daily, yes. and you continue to move forward. And people will say, oh, I can't be perfect all the time. Well, you were not expected to be well, perfect. Well, guess what? No one's ever perfect. That's right. And there was only one perfect person ever That's to right. walk the face of this earth, and That's that right. was Jesus. Amen. So, you know, we are always striving to be more and more like Jesus, and we will never be Him, but we can strive to be the best that we can in the way that He showed us to live our lives. And one day, we will (laughs) have the power and knowledge of God as we enter into eternal life with our eternal bodies. We will have the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ in its fullness. The, the Word of God tells us that if we have the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ in the hearing now for the, degrees that, the degree that we can have it through studying and living by the Word of God, someday and one day very soon, we will have the mind of Christ in its fullness. But we will never be God, my friends. No, no not at all. But yet we can strive to... Live with eternity with him. That's right. Live in eternity with him. That's right. Amen. (laughs) That is so true. Well, Pastor Tom, I really appreciate you, you know, today. And did you, uh, did you have anything else that you would, you know, that the Lord is bringing to mind right now uh, in regards to this Immediate Just things? exciting to hear the things that are going on right now, because, you know, people are getting depressed when they see all this bad news in the radio and in the news and everything else. But, you know, the Lord says, when you see these things start to take place, mm-hmm. look, look up. up for your redemption groweth nigh. That's true. And, you know, as I always said, you know, when 9-11, because you refer to 9-11, when 9-11 occurred, Everybody was looking up for airplanes. Mm-hmm. My thing was, why aren't you looking toward the eastern sky or looking for the coming of Jesus? Amen. And you so. know what? Christians really were. <laughs> and we really thought it was close <laughs> right then, I'm telling you. And yes. uh, every moment of every day, it grows closer. Amen. And at the appointed, the appointed time that God has set aside it will take place. But one thing that's really heavy on my heart right now is the fact that our time uh, in this world as we know it is running out. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, most people in this world right now, their time is ticking away and they don't even know it. And as I said, when that wicked hand of death falls upon a person without a moment's notice, They will have just ran out of time, not only in breathing upon the face of this earth, but for all eternity, if they do not have a personal relationship in good standing with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, people say uh, that they'll always say that they'll do it tomorrow. They'll do it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow may never come. You know, I, I, I pose a question. I pose a challenge to our listeners. You know, look at yourself and ask yourself, are you ready? If Jesus came today, are you ready to meet him? And not only that, but as you're walking around, look at those around you and ask, do you really think they're ready? And if you think they're not, why aren't you telling them about Jesus? That's right. But you know what, Pastor Tom, is a very interesting thing. Um, there are a lot of people who call themselves Christians that are are definitely not followers of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ. Okay, they can claim to be Christians all day long. As uh, as the yeah, well, as the girl, as the girl, I don't remember what her name is. It wasn't Patty, but it no, was her little right. friend right. there right. in the in the uh, Thief in the Night series that yeah. said anyone can call themselves a Christian. Well, it's true; people can call themselves a Christian. And the sad part about it is, 
They're not doing it sometime maliciously. They're doing it purely out of ignorance because they actually have no idea what being a Christian even means. So the thing about it is, going back to what you just said, there are a lot of people who claim to be Christians, but they couldn't tell anybody the plan of salvation because they have no idea what it is even themselves. It's true. And that is the scariest and sad part. They don't even know what they believe in. That's true. And the only way you would ever find that out is to challenge them by saying, tell me exactly what it is you believe. Tell me exactly what you, you know, you, how you perceive uh, your way of, uh, you know, reaching heaven. Uh, you know, and then you'll find uh, that some Christians, supposed Christians of today will tell you, well, uh, I don't believe in health, so it doesn't really matter. And I'm like, okay, well, it's time to go now because uh, that there, A, you've just in so many words said, I'm an ignorant fool and, uh, you know, I don't realize that by saying that to you, that you immediately know <laughs> I am not a Christian, okay? Because there are just so many things that people do and call themselves Christians that don't line up with the Word of God. And what did the Lord tell us? He said that we're to know His Word, know it well, and know it correctly, so that when we are challenged and when we are bombarded by things that aren't of God— that that spirit of truth that we read about in the Word of God today, which is the Holy Ghost of yeah. God, the Holy Spirit, will be able to prompt us and say, uh-uh, don't go that way. It's wrong. And my friends, there's a whole lot of that going on today. People are going down paths with these mega churches and preachers that don't even have a clue that they're on the road Broad to the lake the path, of fire. But narrow is the way. That's right. That's right. And with that said, Pastor Tom, thank you for your call. Well, thank you, and shalom. Shalom. My friends, as I said before that call, um, Jesus, in Revelation chapter 3, verses 23-22, has given all an invitation who love and obey God and follow his commandments. And his first commandment that we need to obey is to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, his one and only begotten son, because if without it, we're not going to have a good life here, and we're not going to have eternal life when all things are said and done. In Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, Jesus gives this invitation, and it goes like this. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door. Now, this door is the door of your heart. Jesus said, I I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, which is the door of your heart, Jesus said, I will come into him and will sup or eat with him and he with me, which is a feasting, is a celebration of feasting on the word and spirit of God, my friends. It's not a literal thing at this point, okay? It's a spiritual thing. It's to feast and, uh, and knowing God's word, knowing it well and knowing it correctly and being able to operate in the power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. Jesus said to him that overcometh the world, that is, my friends, when you can, when you can separate yourself from the world and don't go the places that the world goes and don't say the things that the world says and don't lie, cheat, and steal as the world does, And all these other things that are sin, my friends, when you can separate yourself to the point where you don't willfully sin anymore, my friends, and you ask the Lord daily to forgive you of the sins that you have committed, whether you even realize that you committed some during the day or not, we are always asked, always to ask the Lord to forgive us because we have sinned because all have come short of the glory of God, my friends, until we leave this earth and receive our glorified body where there is no sin any longer. Jesus said to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne or power, my friends. Jesus said, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne or power, my friends. Jesus said, he that has an ear, let him hear, spiritually speaking, my friends, what the spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, says unto the churches. My friends, what do we always say? We always say that people 
are the church, not a building. So take that literally at this moment that Jesus is saying, he that has an ear, let him spiritually hear what the Holy Spirit of God is saying to the churches or the people upon the face of this planet and do that which God has called all men to do. And that is to walk in the power and anointing of his Holy Spirit through a personal relationship with his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ, and that we are to always be pointing people towards eternal life through the blood that Jesus Christ shed upon the cross of Calvary. And with that said, my friends, it is for this reason that the Apostle Paul was ordained by God through the power and anointing of his Holy Spirit to pen these timeless words that are able to bring salvation or your way of escape unto all mankind who will heed them by calling upon the name of the only Savior of all mankind, who there again is Jesus Christ, whom God has as well anointed and appointed to do and be. For it is proclaimed by Paul in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, that if thou, meaning you, shall confess with thy or your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou or you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, or as I like to say, right living in Jesus Christ, because that is actually what it takes, my friends. And the word of God says, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation or your way of escape. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. And my friends, who is he? He's Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord which is Jesus Christ, the word of God says, shall be saved. And my friends, with that said, let us go to prayer, because today is the day of salvation. And my friends, if you do not have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, when your time is up on this earth, this will be your last stop, which is found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, of which I'm just going to bring you verse 15 that said, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, which is where your name goes when you enter in with to a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, those, name, those whose names were not found in the book of life were cast into the lake of fire. And it's on its way, my friends. Do not allow it to be you because it's for all eternity. And with that said, let me quickly pray for you today. Dear Lord God, I pray that you will bow the hearts of your people, that they will receive your word and the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit to live this life in the way that you have prepared and ordained until the return of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ. My friends, it's be Between you and God, you must ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and then begin to live in a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that's becoming of a Christian. Lord God, I thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. And Lord Jesus, I ask that those who call upon you, which I know you are faithful and true to do, will enter into that personal relationship that you have prepared through the shedding of your precious and holy blood. And Holy Spirit, have your way and lead them into truth and righteousness, and bring all things to their remembrance that you have set down in your word. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. Thank you once again for tuning in today for the Streams in the Desert live internet radio broadcast here on the DoubleWideNetwork.com. Folks, don't forget to visit StreamsAZ.org daily on the web for updates on prophetic news from around the world. And stay connected with me via social media and Twitter by visiting Streams in the Desert Live landing page at doublewidenetwork.com forward slash Streams in the Desert. This is Pastor Dana saying shalom and blessings to you all in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, my Lord, Master, Savior, soon coming King and Messiah, 
yours too, I hope. Until we meet again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. for Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Until we meet again, shalom, shalom. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on DoubleWideNetwork.com, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page which can be easily located on the DoubleWideNetwork.com Streams in the Desert Live landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?